and welcome to episode 171 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon. I'm your co-host, Joel Fallon. And on this episode, we're going to get a little joyous and review the movie Joy, directed by David O. Russell, starring Jennifer Lawrence, Robert De Niro, and Bradley Cooper. Yeah, the sequel Silver Linings. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, <laughs> our top five will be Robert De Niro movies. It's surprising it took us this long to get here, but one of the the masters of the arts is uh, finally getting his top five. I'm sure he is relieved to finally hear that. Yeah. <laughs> but Joy tells the story of Joy, and she basically is an epic tale of her whole life where she comes up with this from this weird family and basically invents a miracle mop and becomes a, 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 a raconteur, raconteur and uh, tries to sell it for lots of money and all that stuff. And basically the people that come in and out of her life and how such and such goes, et cetera, et cetera. It's the struggle of being a success from nothing. Yeah, exactly. And and being a woman trying to be a success for nothing yeah, back in the Yeah, uh, very, very important yeah. aspect of this. But it had a... This, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, especially, what's it, like the late 80s, early yeah, 90s? Yeah, I think so. And, yeah, based on the true story, kind of, I'm sure it takes liberties. At least that was the germ of the idea for the movie. But Yeah. Um had a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, which was disappointing because I know it came out in December of last year and was, you know, looking f- looking forward to by a lot of people to be like an awards contender. Just didn't end up working out that way. It was a tough season. Yeah. Um, so, credit. came in, low expectations. How about you? Yeah, I had... I mean, the cast was good, so I expected at least the acting to be decent, but... I didn't think too much of watching this movie. Yeah, I mean, I know David Russell has just made a name for himself recently with movies like The Fighter, Silver Linings Playbook, American Hustle, and he's always in the Oscar awards contention, so was looking forward to it on that regard, and I like Jennifer Lawrence and all these other actors, so definitely was interested in watching it. I just didn't have that, I don't know, anticipation... Yeah. Where I just had to see it. Get around to it, and we have. <laughs> Much like The Revenant, eight months later, we got around <laughs> to it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, perspective what, what did you think of Joy? I I was, like, underwhelmed and overwhelmed by this movie. Kind of at the same time. It's a great story, but a kind of boring movie. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Pretty much agree with that. The acting's all right, but it ha- doesn't have to be too good, except for Jennifer Lawrence, really. Yep. Um, it's a tad bit depressing. Yep. But that's good and bad, you know. I mean, it's real, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, um. Yeah, I I would I, say. I I liked it. I mean, I thought it was uh, an easy watch. Like it, it wasn't like a struggle to get through it or anything. But I didn't love it no. either. It just came and went, one in in one ear, out the other. 
uh, probably be good like background or just while you're cleaning the house or or whatever you're doing ironing clothes if you're oh that's sexist Jesus uh, <laughs> HBO if it's on HBO put it on it's worth a watch yeah. but it's nothing that you need to rush to the Redbox kiosk and put your dollar seventy in and get it's um I'm glad I know of this story now yeah it's very I mean cool. always love when uh. I wish there were more stories like this, actually, in movies. Like, a woman lead, yeah. strong female lead, good character, good story, but not perfect, has her faults, and it's, they show it all. Like, I think the intentions are great. But, um, yeah, something just didn't come through, I guess. Or maybe, it, like, it covered too grand of a scope from her life. Maybe if it would have focused more on a certain time period. Yeah, it seems you know a I mean? little unfocused in uh, yeah, hindsight. Bit of a mess. But Jen- um, I think Jennifer Lawrence does a pretty great job as the character. I couldn't see anyone else doing it, to be honest. Yeah, with that's always a good measure of if uh, if a performance is good. Because I'm sure other people could do it, but it's just hard to picture once you see this performance in that. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, she's great, as always. I mean, she's... I wouldn't say always great, because... I think at certain moments in the Hunger Games, she's not great. I don't love her in the X-Men franchise, but in general, she does a good job. And Yeah, absolutely. Our boy, Robert De Niro, Bobby D, um, he he brought his A-game, I thought, for, I mean, as far as recent... For what he had to do. Yeah, as far as recent Robert De Niro performances go and as far as his role in the movie, I thought at least he seemed to be trying, which is more yeah. than you could say... For a lot of his performances in his later life. He just kind of shows up a lot of times yeah. nowadays. Which he's done enough that he doesn't really have anything to prove. But Yeah. I mean, yeah, God, he's a legend, of but course. It's, but it's definitely one of the only true, like, blue-collar, female-driven stories. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of inspirational in a way. But it, it's not so much about, like, what she became. It's how she became successful yeah which is just being very persistent persistent relentless like don't give in to negative uh feedback and even uh criminal charges against you and yeah like she played the game she worked the system she did whatever she had to do to succeed and i think that's a pretty good aspirational goal for anybody yeah, and it, it definitely has that whole story of, like... Don't your, take no for an Your answer. initial gut feeling is kind of, like, the good one. Don't take no for an answer and keep working. Like, don't listen to negativity. Yeah. Easier said uh, than done. Because, uh, yeah, absolutely. Egos are fragile and feelings get hurt. But, uh... Yeah, I, I mean, you could definitely relate and look up to someone like that. Like, I wish I had skin as thick as her, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, she definitely, her product's great, but no one wants to buy it. Like, she literally gets to the point where she's just out front of Kmart, like, yeah. trying to hustle people. Exactly. And it's like, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, uh... Actually, I liked a lot of the supporting cast, like her fa- crazy family life, uh, her mom. It's a little cartoonish, everything about the movie. It's a little 
amped up to 11 but her yeah her family's a really odd part of the movie like it almost makes it seem like it's going to be one of those odd movies like like we were talking about the lobster in the last episode which doesn't really fit in the big picture but i guess i could see why they did it because it's sort of the more boring parts of the movie yeah i like how robert de niro is like a complete asshole to the her mom and even her a little bit but yeah. then he's like super sweet and in love with this random chick he met at like a 1-900 number or whatever <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like the Haitian guy she's like yeah. in love with him <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, I thought the best supporting character really ended up being the girl from um, she in Orange is the New Black uh, remind the, me who like, it is. Latino girl. I can't remember what her name. Yeah, I'm looking it actress up. Actress or in the movie. I'm looking is. it up as we speak. I'm trying to. I'm hazy memory. I watched it like a month, month and a half ago. Let's see here. I did like Edgar Ramirez, who played the ex-husband who she stayed in contact with. Oh yeah, he was awesome. Actually, he was really good. Um, but those two end up being like her real rocks, like. She's the one that helps her hustle, like at Kmart. Yes, She's the one yes, that it is the girl calls from... in and gets her to talk about the. Yes, the I do remember now. It's definitely um, from Orange Is the New Black. Her name is Dasha Polanco. Um, she she's good in Orange Is the New Black, and yeah, she was good in this. She like when she was doing her little infomercial, she gave the first call to kind of egg people on, right? Yeah, yeah. She kind of like froze up, and you kind of got to get sales going get people interested and so she called and was like oh asking all the right questions yeah you know that was probably my favorite scene in the movie was uh actually or pretty much anything with brad i'm not the biggest bradley cooper fan but i thought he was pretty good in this like he was really good in this movie yeah. actually i i like how he's not in it too much yeah I, it's almost like a, definitely a sporting role but almost like a cameo where he plays this guy who runs like an infomercial studio, and the first scene with him and how it looks like he's just a conductor of an orchestra, and everything he does is working to perfection, and he's talking her up and how it's going to be a slam dunk. Like I love that, and then I also loved when she bombed, and then when she made her comeback, like all that stuff yeah. was great. He's not necessarily like a per se good guy. No. <laughs> Nor is he a bad guy by any means, but like he likes her and he likes her product, but when it doesn't sell initially, it's business, you know, yeah. like tough. Yeah. She's <laughs> persistent enough and Oh, and they who sends the like the the guy after her to kill her or immerse the team like cuz he <laughs> she owed so much money so to people. Isn't it like the people that she somehow along this Lines. Oh yeah, a rivalry. Screwed out of her patent. Yeah, she had like a rivalry with some company who she shared her patent with. Yeah, and they like they kept See, saying there was problems manufacturing it. <clears throat> yeah, and this is like the main problem with the movie is it's so much going on. It's a bit of a mess. Um, you know, no real consistency as far as the the whole movie kind of feels a lot like a, how someone would like literally remember something. Like, you remember these bits and pieces, yeah. but you don't remember Fragments. the pieces in between. Yeah, it's just fractals of, of like, big moments in her life. Uh, Isabella Rosalini pay, plays the, the love interest for Robert De Niro. 
thought she was pretty good too. Like, starts off, seems like this perfectly innocent, sweet, older woman. You learn more about her husband died, and and then she's pretty tough with Joy, like, with the with the business aspect. Yeah, and like I, the uh, the four questions. Yeah. In the beginning, that was really weird. Yeah. It felt like she was joining the mob or something like that. Exactly, and then uh, I guess she did kind of say, like, are you sure you want to get in business with family because it can be tough and all that. Yeah, I, the one thing I didn't really like about that was when they were doing that with her, it gave me the impression that, like, her family was su- successful. Yeah, I know. And it's not really the case. <laughs> no. And she's upset. Uh, you ruined my husband's good name or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the whole movie, they're pretty much like, you got to declare bankruptcy and just get over this. <laughs> yeah, but she's not going to do it. Yeah. I like, I'm jumping all over the place. I'm, this is a mess just like the movie. That's how it's meant to be. But uh, I like the scene also with Bradley Cooper where he's like, does her hair, makeup, and puts her in an outfit. And she's like, hold on, real quick. I'm just going to change one little thing. And then she comes back out the exact same way she came in. <laughs> yeah it's like this is just me and it's cool how uh, like QVC or whatever must have been something new back then and like they explain exactly what it is yeah and like they talk about Kmart being the biggest retailer <laughs> like little things like that are pretty cool yeah it's pretty interesting the age of the infomercial like there was a time there where that was actually a really successful venture I guess yeah, it's kind of weird. I guess, I don't know, my family never really ordered off these things, so I just, I mean, I guess I always assumed they made money, but. Yeah, I mean, they must. You see these commercials everywhere, and then, like, I mean, I know my grandma uh, on my mom's side had, like, OxyClean and, and all the <laughs> that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, there was a couple of them that, even George Foreman, I feel like, was sold on infomercials at a time. George, oh, yeah, George Foreman girl. Yeah, like, it was like the 90s was the thing. Before the internet. That was like the only way you could get, like, health. Yeah. Like, that stuff just wasn't sold in storage back then. Like, you, you, it's really hard to remember that, but. Yeah, it's like if, but now it's like Amazon has kind of put that kind of, and the internet has put that kind of stuff to rest. The most you'll yeah. see now is like. I, I guess they say that in the movie as well because you said I used to work at Kmart and I picked every single product that we sold. Yeah. Like, I don't think it works like that anymore. I think they just stock things to see if they sell and then. Yeah. The most you'll see now is like a stand or like one little section at a Bed Bath and Beyond that says, as seen on TV or something. Yeah, Walmart's <laughs> got them. Walgreens yeah. has them. But that's about as much as it, as it goes. I don't have TV, so... Yeah, we keep establishing this. <clears throat> As seen on your stream. Yeah. Commercial. <laughs> I think that'll stay for a long time, or people will just refer to stuff like that as TV shows. And yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess it is kind of TV. You watch it on a TV, it's just not cable. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of the actual invention itself, the Miracle Mop? Um, I, I remember it. Really? You remember when that first came out? Yeah, actually, now that I think of it, uh, my girlfriend in high school, her mom was 
She loves shopping in general. She always had stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure she had one of those mops where the head came off. And Nice. Yeah, I don't out. remember. Like, I don't remember a time when people were squeezing dirty mop heads and getting glass in their hands. Oh, I don't think it reinvented the mop or something <laughs> like that. But I think it was like right before like the Swiffer. Yeah, I guess it's the lead into the Swiffer. I was just about to say that. Yeah. I definitely have a Swiffer at my house. <laughs> or like uh, one of the things where it's like a steam mop. You yeah, yeah, this yeah. is actually pretty good. Yeah, not too bad. Just one of my moms. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about the movie. Um, <laughs> I, I'd recommend watching it at some point. I wouldn't go. I don't know. I wouldn't yeah. do it like bother while I was busy or something like that. But I wouldn't say the movie gave me the emotion of joy, but definitely yeah. didn't give me anger either for going inside out here. If you're kind of like tired one night and you're not, you don't know if you'll make it through a movie. It's like worth yeah. watching for that, or yeah, if you're doing up. something. But I would agree with uh, that. I, well, I give it like a six and a half. That's what I was gonna say. Like a a light six and a half. Yeah, I agree. Very pleasant movie. All right, let's get to the main event. It's we could do a top twenty Robert De Niro movies, but we're gonna stifle stifle ourselves to a top five. Uh, legend, as we've said, uh, one of the best actors of our time, maybe of any time. And yeah. as you were telling me before we started recording, as much as like. I love the guy, and I love a lot of the movies. There's still plenty of his classic movies that I haven't seen. Yeah. And it's hard. I don't know if I'll ever be able to completely catch up, maybe one day, but I've seen a decent bit of them. Yeah, I'm looking at them now. It's a lot. It's a plethora of good selections. Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah. That's probably it. my number five. <laughs> That's my number <laughs> 40 or whatever <laughs> yeah I mean what what can you say we did mention that he's kind of slightly Nicholas caged it here at the end of his career but still every once in a while will give you a pretty good performance but if when you're growing up and you see him in meet the parents and you see him and analyze this analyze that and you're like man this guy's this old guy's a pretty decent comedian but then you finally go back to the 70s, 80s, 90s and realize, oh, no, he's just an incredible actor overall. Yeah. For sure. So what is your number five? Well, number five is the Analyze movies. Uh, I can't remember which one was the better one. It's been so long. Yeah. They're pretty uh, I, it's really my number five because I wanted to really put in comedy. He's hilarious when he's being a comedian. Yeah, he can pull it off. He actually, he's funny when he's not a com being a comedian either. But <laughs> yeah, it's he's like hilarious. And I don't like the um, the Fokker movies, the Meet the Parents. Not even as the first much one. As you do, I like the I, first. I don't know one. why. I just have a thing with Ben Stiller. Hey, I like the first one. It's a little bit of nostalgia. I don't know how well it holds up nowadays. I definitely don't like. I mean, the sequel, the second one was okay. Third one was terrible. 
I don't. I can't remember if I've seen the third one or not. Don't. Um, Jesus, don't. Yeah, I mean, the first one's a good movie. I guess it's a classic movie in that sense, but it, I just remember everyone like really loved it, and I remember just not being into it like that. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's like he was able to take his earlier persona of when he was doing these mafia movies and these more serious movies and play off of that in his later com- comedies, you know. Like he yeah. used the used his image from the past to twist it and be a funnier version. Yeah, and that's why I like to analyze movies because it's the contrast between him and uh who's it, Billy Crystal? Yeah, Billy. We got old Billy. The contrast between how perfect and whatever his life is and dealing with the craziness of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, my number five is a comedy as well. It's the king of comedy. King of comedy? Yeah, the king of comedy. The Martin Scorsese movie from the 80s. Oh, my bad. You never seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, it's awesome. Definitely check it out. Uh, It's basically... It's a... It's an under-the-radar Scorsese and De Niro movie. Um, I caught up with it a couple years ago. Um, De Niro plays this comedian. He's like an open-micer who is a bit of a con artist at the same time. He wants to convince everyone that he's like... He wants to become a great, famous comedian and get on these talk shows and all this stuff. And basically it turns into a bit of a thriller he kind of finds a way to get in close with this talk show host who's played by Jerry Lewis and I think eventually he like kidnaps him and holds him for ransom to try to get his way to get on TV to make a name for himself and uh, it's kind of a it's not a complete like laugh a minute comedy but it's definitely funny and also just a great movie Period. Yeah. For show. That's what's up. Yeah, I wanted to say um little asterisk on my list is I I haven't seen a couple of pretty blasphemous movies. Yeah, we'll I mean, get to the Raging Bull. <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched like Once Upon a Time in America, Bronx Tale. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen those Heat. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see Bronx Tale and Once Time Upon Once Upon a Time in America, I think. I've heard both of those movies were kind of overrated for Scorsese, but... Really? Yeah. But whatever. Yeah, I mean... My, um... There's so many. My number four is Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver, yeah. Honorable mention for me. Pretty crazy that that's an honorable mention, but... Yeah. The Um, Travis Bickle classic Mohawk. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen it, just go see it. It's been a super long time since I've seen it myself. Yeah. Are you looking to me? Are you looking to me? Are you looking to me? One of the great scenes. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. Is Jodie Foster's in it, right, as a little girl? Yeah. Pretty dark movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it might be like her first main movie. Yeah. Movie. Yep, very dark movie. Yeah. One of the first anti-hero movies, I believe. Is maybe, that what it's known for? Maybe not. Maybe just as far as I saw, or I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm making stuff up. <laughs> but uh, my number four is a movie you haven't seen. It's Heat. 
Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you should be apologizing. This is the <laughs> Al Pacino and Robert De Niro finally square off. You know, one's a cop, one's a robber. And uh, but just a classic, classic movie. I'm sure you love the opening scene of The Dark Knight, right? When uh, yeah. Joker does that bank heist. Clear, yeah. clear inspiration. Some might even say ripoff of Heat. Um, wow. Yeah, like the action, the the set pieces in Heat are. I don't. They're not necessarily action set pieces, but just like the. I guess they technically are, but it's not like this huge. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I've seen it, but just that has so many memorable scenes. Uh, set, I guess they are set pieces, but they're not like these huge action ones that you would think of today. Yeah, I mean, I know what you mean because I, I've seen people mimic them over the years. Yeah. And oh yeah. Like even though I haven't seen the movie, I know that's what it's from. Yeah. And so I mean, I guess that's a pretty good testament to the movie. Yeah. Michael Mann directed. Uh, Val Kilmer is great in it. Um, when he was still one know, of my favorite actors that in that era. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely love Heat. You gotta feel the heat. Definitely gonna have to watch that this week. There's so many movies you gotta watch. <laughs> I know. You'll get around to them. one day. <laughs> What's your number three? My number three is Casino. Honorable mention for me. I love this. I love the first half of this movie. Is what I'm going to say. Yep. Yep. The whole movie is great. I think it's It's very long long, though. Three and a half hours, I believe. Yeah, but once his wife girlfriend starts breaking down, it starts getting pretty hard to watch for me. Yeah, it stretches on. And then the ending is brutal. I can't even remember, but... Uh, cornfield. Oh. And baseball bat. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. It's kind of famous, I guess, at this point. Uh, one of my favorite violent scenes ever is in this movie. With Joe Pesci. Yep. <laughs> when the guy just kind of gives him trouble. He calls him a... Uh, he calls him a fucking faggot, is what he says. I'm quoting the movie. What? And How dare you say this? <laughs> Joe Pesci just like casually just grabs a pen out of his pocket and stabs the guy in the eye with the pen a bunch of times and goes, oh, what happened to the tough guy calling my friend a faggot? Now he's crying for his mother. and yep. It is brutal as shit. It's one of the most brutal things I've ever seen. And I guess another I know, thing. something about it I love. Another thing the Dark Knight took from uh, Scorsese. Or... Oh, did he think of that? Like, yeah, conspiracies he are going to evolve out of this one. Yeah, man. Dark Knight, what else have you stolen? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Casinos, great. It is very, very good. I just think it's too long for me. It like, is extremely long. It's a once-in-a-great-while watch, but it's a good watch. Yeah, if you could distill it down to like two hours, two and a half hours, I think it'd be great. Yeah, if they made like a theatrical <laughs> cut kind of DVD, it'd be yeah. pretty cool. But I mean, at the same time, you don't really want. It is what it. It's good for the same reason that it's bad. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's a little over dramatic, but yeah, I don't know. But Robert De Niro is great as that character. Yeah, it's cool, and it's cool seeing like the West Coast side of that mob stuff. Yeah, 
you don't normally see a whole whole lot in movies. Mm-hmm. Or it's not West Coast, but you know what I mean. Vegas. Well, my number three is Scorsese Pesci De Niro joint. It's Goodfellas. Ooh. You might want to call it Great Fellas because it's one of the best mafia movies ever made. It's one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, That's it's great. in my top 100, probably in my top 50-ish. It's one of my... It's just one of my favorite movies flat out. So. Nice, yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue. Ray Liotta is great. Um, Pesci, again, like, in this little, small... He's either... I guess he started out with, with Scorsese as, like, this, like badass or this this uh, rascal like he's all a tough guy you know and then he goes on to be in these like really goofy over the top comedies <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, just, it's like his voice man it's like it's, I could see how he could be a scary guy and a yeah. funny guy yeah exactly there's that classic scene of course where he's like scaring Ray Liotta messing with him uh, <laughs> you think I'm funny funny how Funny, ha ha! <laughs> like yeah, yeah, at the, uh, the table, and yeah. then that guy's like hovering over him. Yep. <laughs> oh my! And he's I like, just I love the set pieces in that movie. Like when he brings the girl into the club for the first time, and shows you all the guys. Yep. The music. I don't know. It's just a movie I've seen a hundred times. Yeah. And it just never really got old for me. It's a classic. I need to revisit it soon. It's been a while. Actually, I got a, a DVD set. It's like that. The Departed and the Aviator. Interesting choice. Yeah. <laughs> I know weird. it's I know it's all Scorsese, but I mean, they, I don't. You would think it's that, all the same disc thing. It was ten bucks. I was like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. At least I got Goodfellas and uh, The Departed. No, The Aviator is pretty great. I like it a lot. The Aviator is good, but I just. I don't like it nearly as much as I like. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have bought it. I <laughs> right, it. yeah, that's fair. And it is, like, why the aviator with that? You could put Casino on there. You could put... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. I was like, I wish Casino was in this. <laughs> it just seems odd that the, the aviator is the third choice. Must the have been thing is, right I when it came out. Or two something. discs. Oh, <laughs> really? I'm correct. I can't remember. Yeah, that's so weird. It must have been just when the Aviator came out. That has to be the reason. Cause... They're pretty much all like that, where there's like two solid ones and then a third, like... Yeah. I guess not. The other one I have is 300 Troy and Alexander. Mm. Yeah, Alexander is the... Really... Alexander became my fall asleep movie. <laughs> I used to love Troy when I first saw it. I don't think I should rewatch it. It does not hold up. As well. <laughs> yeah, I don't Thank think you. it will. So I'll, I already learned my lesson with the Perfect Storm. <laughs> you can't, <laughs> you can't kill yourself and revisit in somebody's classics, quote unquote. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, where are we at? Your number two. My number two is. Holy crap. The telephone is ringing. <laughs> telephone. <laughs> um, I I guess... I'm going to have to say it's The Godfather. Part two? Yeah, it's the better movie. So obviously Goodfellas is my number one because I said it was... Yeah, yeah, I figured. <laughs> I think The Godfather is a better movie, but in terms... 
films of part two. Yeah, part two. Sorry, there's a close distinction because The Godfather is the best movie ever made, pretty much, and Godfather Part Two is just in the top ten or so. <laughs> I don't know. I I really like the second one. The second one rivals the first one for me. I I really like the flashback. Oh so, yeah, that's the best part of the movie. But um, uh, just in terms of De Niro, I guess I'm giving it to Goodfellas being yeah, it, it was a better character or something like that. But not, not I don't know. It's hard for me to say. Godfather yeah. two part two is better than Goodfellas, but I like De Niro's part. He's like more a little more involved, I guess. I can hear that. I mean, I have trouble talking bad about The Godfather Part 2 because it's still in my like top 20 of all time. Yeah. But it's just, I like the first one so much better. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would have to go back. I saw, I used to watch The Godfather so much because my dad would watch it. It used to be on like AMC every day. Yeah. He and that's what's crazy day. that I never saw it until like two years ago. Yeah, I could never believe that, actually. Yeah, I know. I don't know what the hell I was thinking, but I'm glad I waited because, man, they're so good. I can actually understand why, because it's not like, I don't know. You have to appreciate movies in a way, but it seems like everyone does like The Godfather that actually watches it. Yep, and uh, it was kind of like my anti-establishment stance. Like, same thing with Gettysburg. Like, it's the movies that are parents were obsessed with and said are the best things ever and i'm like yeah whatever boring <laughs> yeah i mean like gettysburg for instance it is a great movie but how can I you watch it once watch a week <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean dudes were watching it once a week for like five years yeah i like... <laughs> it's so long it's it i don't care if you're interested in the civil war or not it's a very boring period yeah. Like, day-to-day type thing. Yep. Like, how it affected our society in the long run is what's amazing about it. But it's slow. It's a weird period of time. It's like exactly. a transitioning period. Yeah. From the old ways to the new. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Kind of. <laughs> well, my number two is another movie you haven't seen. Three of my top five you haven't seen. It's oh, Raging Bull, another Martin Scorsese movie. Uh, yeah, I've heard nothing but fantastic things. It's about that movie. so so good, black and white, and this is Joe Pesci again. And it's is like it? a true story, I believe, too. I I want to say it's a, at least like a real fighter. Yeah, and yeah, I've talked about it a lot on here over the years, and it's just so so good. The boxing scenes, like the actual in-ring boxing stuff is is brilliant. I love the dichotomy of how over-the-top the boxing scenes are and how brutally realistic the actual, like, domestic violence is. Like, it, I think that is a great thing about it. Um, the acting all around is fantastic. The black and white cinematography, beautiful. Can't say enough great things about it. It's a... Uh, Top 50 movie of all time, top 30, somewhere in there. Nice. And your number one is Goodfellas, Goodfellas. so my number one is The Godfather Part 2. 
Which, like I said, uh, the, the Robert De Niro parts were my favorite parts. I mean, it's all great. Don't get me wrong, but I just like that Vito origin story. Yeah, I remember. Um, I got my dad the VHS set, so like the other VHS. There's four, so the four is like the making of and all that. Francis Ford Coppola was like really saying that they really did the flashbacks because he wanted to use De Niro so bad. Yeah, that's from the that's... like tryouts and stuff. Yeah. And it's pretty Which cool, I like, find awesome, like, very interesting. Yeah, there's so much to love about the movie. Like, the reflections of uh, the guy, um, Al Pacino's father's rise as his he kind of has his fall a little bit from grace. Or at least, it's I guess it's his rise, too, a little bit, but he's going crazy and the paranoia. Yeah. And so, so good. The first two are really two of the only true masterpieces not the only but some of the few like some people throw that word around a little bit but I, I think it's one of the only complete trilogies too as much as the um, the third one gets shit I, the third one's still a great movie it's just when you have the godfather as your name it's yeah I would say it. the third one is a pretty good movie I yeah. think it's it's, I'm just saying it's a much better movie than what people sometimes yeah, make it out. I think today. it's it's underrated. Like it has its moments of pretty good stuff. Because there's I don't know, when you just like think of trilogies usually it's only one or maybe two good decent movies. There's usually one like even like the Lord of the Rings. They're that's a great trilogy, I guess, but But it's almost like it's one super long movie. Yeah. Exactly, it's it definitely different. Yeah. Yep. It's telling the same story for sure. So exactly. But like aliens, all that stuff. Like the first one's amazing. I like the second one too. Yeah, the second one's great, but not as good as the first. And then third, the third one, and then they made a fourth one. Or whatever. There's cares? been like five. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and then there's Prometheus. Prometheus, wherever you put that in the. Thing. I love that movie personally. I like it a lot. I do. But, I can't uh, believe how much people hate that movie. Actually, like, yeah. some people really, really hate that movie. Yeah, that's hard to wrap my head around because, at bare minimum, I think it's like something that's ambitious, had a lot of potential, and then kind of didn't live up to it at the very end. But yeah, I mean, I can see why some people dislike it, but I don't understand why people hate it. Yeah, same, same. Uh, anything else that you watched? Um, so I watched the Berserk series movies. It's called, uh, so like Berserk is a manga, which is like Japanese, you know, like comic books. Yeah. And then it became a series in the nineties, which people were overly affectionate about, I guess you could say. All right. Um, so the people that really love this series don't like these movies. So I went into watching these three movies with a little bit of skepticism. But what I, it turned out to be is just nostalgia for people. They just they make it much more modern. It's like uh I don't know if you like South Park and all that, like they make that stuff with the computers now. 
Oh, really? So really, all those environments are 3D. But just the art style doesn't usually take advantage of it. Right. So what they do is in the battle scenes, they can actually pan the camera around, sort of like The Revenant. So that that's really the big difference in these movies. And these movies sum up a lot of things. Like, it takes, like, I don't know, something like 70 episodes of TV and kind of sums it up into three movies. Cool. Which I like better, actually. But it's about um, this guy named Guts, who they call him the Black Knight, something like that. He has this gigantic sword called Dragon Slayer. That's and he's just... Scary. He's intensely brutal. Like, every fight that he gets into is just 100% offense, doesn't take his own life into account, and he just slaughters people. <laughs> they do it in this semi-fantasy, realistic way. Um, uh, so anyway, the, the setting is like Christian medieval times, so it's not like a Japanese setting. And it's got these demons. I don't know. It's a really cool story of friendship and betrayal and jealousy is what it comes down to. This guy is the only guy who kind of can beat Guts, befriends him, brings him in on their band. They pull off all these crazy things. And what you come to realize is the guy that's leading them, his name is Griffith, is... He essentially, whether he knows it or not, has sold his soul to the devil to pull these things off. That's why he's so great. But the show is so brutal, dude. It is. It has so much gore, and it has some very vivid sex scenes. Extremely vivid. Really? Yeah, yeah and it goes through all this stuff. So basically, like, spoilers... Griffith eventually messes up and gets punished and put in a dungeon and left to essentially rot and die. And they go and save him. In the beginning of this series, Guts fights a demon. Almost, he's immortal, but Guts almost like beats him. And then he sees the guy that he's with and is like, you're going to regret that you guys are fucked. I'm getting out of here. Which is really weird. So, fast forward. Griffith is... In a dungeon, they go to save him. He's essentially dead. They're carrying him. They're running from all this stuff. Like, he falls. He's so skinny, his arms break. He eventually, like, falls off a cliff. And, like, to sell sell his soul to the devil thing is, like, this necklace that he has that kind of represents it. When he got locked up, he lost it. And he falls off a cliff into a river, and he picks his hand up. And the necklace is in his hand. So, I don't know. Like, the stars align and all this stuff. And basically, he can sell his soul and become immortal. Or essentially die. So, he sells his soul. And the way he does that is he attacks guts. And there's a female that's kind of in between them. That's like the jealousy part. And the jealousy of Guts being so good at fighting. He takes that girl. He's in his demon form now. And rapes her. Duh. For 15 minutes. Like. And 
Guts is like trapped by these demons. He cuts off his own arm. He loses an eye and just keeps going forward and forward and can't essentially stop. So he has to basically commit an atrocity to become this thing, and it happens, and that's the end. All right. And it it continue. They just made a show that continues the story, but I don't know. I do this story no justice. To be honest with you, it's actually really fucking cool. It's kind of a take on a hero that he's not even necessarily an anti-hero. He just, I don't know, he's nuts. <laughs> he's berserk. Br- brutally 100% offensive. It's kind of, it's hard to explain, but that's what he is. It's kind of refreshing in that way. Right. It's an action show that has a lot of depth to it. It's pretty cool. I understand why people are kind of obsessed with it. <laughs> Yeah, you're definitely more into the anime stuff than me, but I wouldn't. I'd be willing to check it out. the The first movie's on Netflix. That's what how I ended up watching. Oh, okay, cool. So I don't know if the other two movies are going to be on Netflix, though. Yeah, because that's when. I mean, there's like some stuff in the first movie, but like by the last one, it's pretty, pretty epic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anything else uh nah that's pretty much it yeah I'd say I watched Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice in the Jungle Book but I think we're going to be re- reviewing them pretty soon so I'll save my thoughts yeah alright coming soon yes coming soon to a podcast near you so you know what to do email us the red box report at yahoo.com follow us on twitter at the red box report i'm on twitter at the oil report i'm on twitter at red box reporter and like us on facebook subscribe rate and review us on itunes and we will catch you on the flip side yeah yeah Somebody the way I love you.